Hello and welcome to Nitwick Radio. This is season two, episode six. Moving right along. Woo! That that puts us what? One fifth of the way through the season. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. We all know we do thirty episodes. We all know it. I don't even know anymore. I'm not I even sure I'm what not episode even we're sure on. What Aaron it went four, five, six, but it just seems wrong. I'm pretty sure head. we're on six, and I'm pretty sure last time we did thirty. But I'm pretty sure we did thirty by I, accident. I'm trying it was so by accident. hard. I'm digging deep down. I'm looking. I'm looking in every dark, ugly crack in my soul, and I can't. I just can't find the rage right now. Normally, for for almost the better part of two years, I have been able to sit down on a Wednesday night with my friends, and and I would. Just start talking, and I would find that my heart was overflowing. Not with love, not with compassion, but with rage for something I didn't even know I was mad about. 100 gex. For two years, <laughs> I managed to do this. And I think this is the first time that I'm sitting around this table. We've started a show, and I think life is officially too good right now. So I guess that's what I'm going to complain about. I think, I think it's because you just uh, came off a nap. It was a very peaceful nap. Here we are, uh, twenty-five minutes late, starting this show. That is true. I am gonna, I am gonna complain about that. He, here's the deal. I think fundamentally there is something in humans that want to take naps. Everybody, everybody at work, all around like one p.m. right after lunch, right? Everybody at work will be like, "Oh, bro, I'm so sleepy. I'm moving so slowly." You'll even hear like bosses say this everybody will say this and yet at some point the entirety of the management in america and across the western world decide to say hey this biological impulse that literally everybody feels and we acknowledge that everybody feels every day because i guarantee you can't get past a lunch hour get get five minutes past the lunch hour with one of your coworkers making the obligatory oh boy oh it's so i'm so sleepy right now bro somehow this universal thing that everybody experiences and we must constantly remark to each other about we haven't accommodated in our actual work lives what time did you go to bed last night on like at nine o'clock i'm actually kind of trying to make up a sleep deficit right now i see yeah i'm, I'm impressed i thought i was gonna catch you i was laying a snare for that two three a.m yeah. <laughs> like, what you got me what country is it that, that does uh, spain. Spain. spain is it spain lay spain yes yeah, mexico spain. does too can say that. do they really mm-hmm. yeah i can't say that can we edit that Le spain i said lay spain and i Le spain <laughs> <laughs> and CS does though. There that's are a, countries that do it, right? That's like a great idea. Oh, great idea. You're sleeping at work. I got you we, one better. We we must pretend to pay you during that hour after lunch where we know, we physically know because we are a fellow human being that there is no way you are op- you are operating at full salaried capacity. We know that you're not doing it. But because it's too inconvenient and it's too bad of optics to have employees sleeping in their car, thanks Jeff Bezos. Uh, there's no, we haven't adopted any of this. All I'm not. I'm listen, I'm not one of those is, ridiculous like four-hour work week guys. I'm not even hashtag one of those like <laughs> we shouldn't work at all. We should become a post-work society, guys. I'm not asking for much. I'm asking that this one thing. 
this one thing that we've all already acknowledged. Can we just account for it? Yeah. Merely account. Cody, Cody, I want to hear your one better. Four-day, 20-hour work week. Four-day, 20-hour work week? That's correct. Honestly, you know, I do think that a lot of our current societal norms are based around farming. They honestly they are. are. There's no need for me to be at work for 40 hours a week with, well, really what pretty much I think any of us do. Yeah. And I, like, I've got friends in Scotland, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're trying out a four-hour week or a four-day week right now. It's like, oh. So 10-hour days are like, no, just four-day week, mm. regular hours. Dang. <sighs> yeah, that And productivity, sense. like, went up. Yeah, it does every time. <laughs> I feel time. like it would. They've I feel never, like it would. There has never been like any study in which they've cut the amount of time that people need to work and productivity has gone down. Yeah. Like like read one of those and I, I hate to give them press, life hacking websites or one of those like boost your own productivity websites and every single one of them was like we knew one guy that just used our system for four hours a week and he did more than anybody else there. And it's like, you idiots, why are we doing this then? Yeah. Yeah. I, um... Something feels wrong about it. I just... Why every... Every single day after lunch... Must we remark to our coworkers that we feel sleepy? Because we do. We do. That's, that's, the, that's the reality of it. I'm not even mad at them. They're, being, they're just doing their job of pointing out how ridiculous this thing is that yeah, we no, all have to live through for lunch, no reason. After lunch, that is your job. Yep. Your job is to go back to your chair. And, and everybody's job many... at 1030 is to ask, is it too early to have lunch? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> but you have to ask. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, the basic breakdown you arrive, you say that you're tired. 10.30, mm-hmm. you ask if you can go to lunch. It, yep. Uh, and then after lunch, 12, 12.30, you kind of talk about how you're tired from lunch. Yeah. Nobody and knows then, what happens then for the last two hours. For the la- yeah, for the next two hours, nobody knows what happens, probably sleeping. But then, but then always like up to an hour and a half before the end of the day. Oh. It's only three o'clock. Okay, <laughs> but it is only three o'clock, and it—that's a heavy weight, man. But every time, every time, like clockwork, I don't even know what I need a friggin' watch for. If every if every two hours, some coworker is going to say something that they do every day. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's a pretty good work day. We just went through a pretty good work day. Hey, man, that's <laughs> that's it. And then and then whenever I'm like packing up, the one guy was like, "You out of here." No. <laughs> no. No, dude. No, just I'm just decided. moving my stuff to the break room, and I'll be right back. <laughs> Cody, uh, on, uh, on call, do you ever tell people, oh, I'm sorry, I just got off lunch, and, you know, I'm feeling pretty tired? No. No, I'm sure someone would be like, you can't do that. I'm like, well, I just did, so. <laughs> but no, I have not ever done that. Thought about it. Never yeah. did it, though. Yeah, it's a reality. I realized that I uh, I've become very entitled since leaving the food service industry with my expectations for service people. So I, I hop up, I hit up the Little Caesars as uh, not close to here, but close to my parents' house. And I walk in, and I was like, "Hey, can I get can I get a pepperoni?" Right? And the girl at the counter just like puts it on the table, get gets it out of the heat the heat locker. 
puts it on the table, beep, beep, and then just walks away. Good for her. And like, I pay for it, and then I just take it and leave. And I'm like, uh, you're not going to pretend to ask me how my day went? That's how it should That's- be. <laughs> That's someone who knows what their job's about. And it's not about asking you how your day is. It's, it's about not. delivering you the pizza. I know. And really, the less talking we do, the better. I recognize that. But at the same time, like, how you doing? Good. So can I get a... I just need, I just need the one syllable before the can I get a... Nah, man. So, so wait, did, what, where did you work in food? I worked at a pizza place. I worked at Pizza Hut. Oh. Yeah. Now, were you uh, were you with customers frequently? Yes. So you were kind of a front person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I made sure, as a service person, there are certain questions that you should ask and certain questions that you should avoid like the plague. So if you say nothing, they'll think that you're, that you're rude because how dare you just do a job in the capacity that most people want to engage with it at. Uh, if you go too far and you're like, um, and you're like, oh, uh, what what's your life story? What brings you here? You know, or uh, <laughs> you or got any family? Or you're like uh, you're like oh six pizzas, that's a lot. You host in a party and then you make me lie because I'm actually just going to bring them home and keep them in my fridge for the next month. That's Thanks. Shut up. <laughs> there there is the sweet spot of questions, right? Sweet spot of questions, which is how's it going? Hey, what can I do for you? Bam, that's a question. See, we talk about we talk about in elementary school about the conversational ball, right? All that happens is, hey, what can I do for you? Cody catches it, and he says, I would like to get a pizza. He places it back at me. Now, when I say, um, <clears throat> what do you need six pizzas for, sir? <laughs> I'm going too far. I'm throwing a big, big inflatable ball, volleyball at his head. And he's not even at the beach. He's, he's like, where did you get this? Why is this here? No, I I totally agree. I, both Aaron and I also worked in customer service for three years. He, I was down at Gordon's Copy Print for three years. Oh, that was way too local. I should have just said a sprint. That was uh, real print. local. That, I should have said local, a print store. Local show. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, hey, welcome to the Leighton Utah podcast. Uh, no, but uh, while working there, I totally hear what you're saying. Like, yeah. And there were some days where, bro, I just was not feeling it. Like, yeah. going and talking to these uh, elderly people who need yeah. copies. <laughs> yes. Day in, day out, bro. I don't know. There were some days where I was just like, oh, I just want to sit in the back and just let the, uh, my coworker do all the yeah, talking. Yes. Cody, Cody, you're the only one that's uh, still, you're, 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 you're doing customer service. I do sales, which I guess is like glorified customer service. But I mean, you're dealing you're dealing with people all day long. Yeah, and most of them suck. But like, I <laughs> oh, remember bless. working at Smith's for like five years, and towards the end, I just was ignoring customers. I just wouldn't talk to them because mm-hmm. I worked like morning shift a lot of the time. So I was there at five a.m. Store opened at six. Why are you here at six a.m.? Yeah, I don't want to talk to you. And if you talk to me, I'm going to want to rip your head off in Minecraft. In, in Minecraft. Minecraft. In Minecraft, yeah. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't ask that question to them. Because here's, here's the reality of it. The question that you as a human being who was raised in a polite society, the question that you want to ask is a question that will give you way more trouble than it's worth. Yeah, you see, you're if you see someone you. coming in and they look a little scuffed, 
they look like they've had a bad day, the thing you absolutely should not ask them are, you doing okay, bud? Because if they aren't, you've offended them. And if they are, you're about to waste everybody's time. I don't, I I don't believe customers. any of that, like, feel-good lifetime movie garbage where, like, the receptionist at the, at the, at the gas station asks the depressed main lead character, oh, you doing all right, buddy? I'm here to listen. Never do that. Just that has never cured anybody of counter, depression like, ever. Thinking about how bad he wants to like off himself. <laughs> he's at yeah. work and she's like, are you doing all right? And he's like, you just made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's never been, be- it never makes it better. Yeah. No, it never makes it. Oh, just one moment of human empathy was all he needed. No. <laughs> and no. He crumpled up the note that he had written that morning and threw it in the garbage. <laughs> There's he lived to spice, see another day. Spicy jokes. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Somebody Somebody's got to do Somebody it. Somebody does have I to just, do it. I just don't put that on receptionists. Their job is hard enough as it is. Hey, I'm just saying, I'm trying to continue from when Aaron was talking about Damon uh, doing himself in with a uh, air gun, I think it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, these were... I mean, it's what happened. It's okay. what happened. Rip, rip Damon. That's all, that's all there is to rip say Damon. about it. There's Terrible. nothing more to say about air gun it. Airgun like the one from No Country for yes. Old Men? Yeah. yeah. I, I can't think of what... <laughs> compressed air gun, I guess, is yeah. what you would call yeah, it. one of those. I kept, I kept thinking of like shot. BBs, and I was like, okay. <laughs> you imagine how hard you'd have to like pump that BB gun? Never mind. <laughs> in Minecraft. In Minecraft. It's all in Minecraft. Everything. Damon wasn't, but the rest Customer is. service in Minecraft, it's a real... Uh, I just tap oh my diamond axe. If you want to talk about people who do things for no reason, people who moderate Minecraft whoa, servers... Whoa, 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 Hey, that As was a mod on a Christian <laughs> okay. Minecraft server, I uh, Why? Which, by the way... Why would you do that? Which, by the way, the no, the no Country for Old Men gun is not called an air gun. What is it? It's called a captive bolt pistol. Okay. Don't you ever forget? It. I think you're I mad about. I think you're mad about this that. because I talk smack on Minecraft moderators. <laughs> yes, which I—that's the same as being an internet forum moderator, but Whoa. worse. Whoa. You can't even keep it under the guise of I promote intellectual discussion. I don't by deleting posts of things that people actually want to say. <laughs> I think that's fair. You should delete. I those think, posts. I think you're just freaking jealous. You were never a Minecraft mod, and now it's too late. I don't. You I, can join my Christian I, Minecraft. I don't understand server. the appeal. Why would you put it? You know what? I'm just going to say it. It's the equivalent of painting Warhammer figurines Whoa. to me. <laughs> Time out. <laughs> oh, As someone who paints Warhammer figurines, <laughs> why? Because it's sick. Warhammer's it's, tight. Okay, it's freaking sick. I'm going to say this. It's it's for for no other reason. You're painting something. Physical. Even if you That's like cool. totally ignore the Warhammer figurines, 40k <laughs> lore is like the sickest stuff in the world. <laughs> I mean, is it or just it? No, it's just sick. it has just gone on long enough. Because no, I think it's, it's the awesome. latter. No, it's awesome. It's been sick since the beginning. Yeah. I don't it, know about original Warhammer. It, I don't play that. Cody, 40K Cody those, don't, don't let him get under your skin. He plays Final Fantasy fourteen. I do too. There's nothing wrong with oh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I was hoping I could I was hoping I could build an alliance here. I had to stop playing World of Warcraft because Honestly, Activision's what is no the point good. of even oh, having yeah. hobbies that you like if you don't want to trash on other hobbies? As soon as you as soon as you start doing everything that you could reasonably care about, every other activity seems pointless. Cody Cody yeah. just introduced the Blizzard uh controversy to the podcast. Well, I'm ending it there what? too. Are you a WoW refugee? Yes. Uh. 
I understand. I don't understand any of that. That's okay. Yeah. Do you not know about it? Uh, no. I'm not don't learn it. about it then. Not going to explain okay. it. We're, we're moving don't on. worry about it too Live much. Live in the dark. Yeah, I don't uh, really. I'm, I'm on album of the week. It's true. Aaron, you're on the album and, of the week. And I uh, picked a grand slam. Speaking of drama. This is uh, the second album I ever purchased. It, it was on my, uh, my dad's recommendation. I have to come clean. I have to come clean. This is dad's iPod, but I put my money behind it. And did not regret it. Um, this is uh, Yes Drama. Yes being a prog band coming out of what? England, the, I think. Yeah, but like the mid mid oh, to late 60s. I think so. More like Yes, This is a Buggles album. And, uh, you know, as time has gone on, Yes has morphed. And, you know, basically Asia and Yes, there's a massive pool of members and it's just pick five and make an album call it asia or yes that's kind of the history but 1980 <laughs> we actually get a pretty a pretty decent album out of these guys the last real good one yeah it's, pretty, it's <laughs> what about cool. talk oh my goodness that's when they turn into a disco act with uh, uh trevor rabin Trevor Rabin, who now writes... Uh, Do you even know about talk? Have you even listened to Soundtracks for, yeah. for movies such as... Uh, what was that? Uh, the the little um, hamsters... Superhero hamsters? G-Force? <laughs> G-Force? Trevor Rabin has... <laughs> Gerbil Force? He's moved on past... Oh, yes. that's a, that is a... That is a movie that I haven't thought about <laughs> for an acceptable amount of time. <laughs> Since it came out. That is the trajectory of Trevor Rabin. But uh, this this is the original lineup. This is... this is. Didn't that movie have like a hot gerbil? Like a gerbil that like got got wet accidentally and would like, you know... You're like, asking the wrong part. Are you, are, you, are you a I furry? I did see it. <laughs> Uh, guys, I'm not. I'm not saying that the gerbil was attractive to me. I'm well, saying that they I, did try to. They tried to. They tried to. You said hot. Gerbil. Well, they tried to make a gerbil hot, right? No, like no, that that's happened. That's not what the, you said. You said they had I a hot think, gerbil. I think we <laughs> should <laughs> just move on. <laughs> so <laughs> no, but did, was there or was there not? You no, guys no, remember? There was, there was. I've never yeah, seen I, it. Yeah, I don't know. But but they almost always do that. The freaking the female animal gets wet or something and then it goes slow-mo and then they like right, whip right. their hair. Yes, drama. And, and yes. we wonder why we have a nation of furries. No, 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 no. And we I, wonder why. First off, I've never wondered why we have a nation of furries. Second, a bunch of degenerates. Second, like in most movies, like if it's say like the female lead is a chihuahua Let's, or like a cat I, or something like that. I would like to talk about yes. It will just get like a pink bow on it and like have little hearts when it appears on screen. But in that like innocent puppy love, right? But but in this movie, they specifically tried to up the Logan adult Logan. appeal Logan. of this gerbil. I am giving an, a fairly adequate introduction to this album. I'm giving a fairly adequate introduction to this album. Right oh, now. man. <laughs> I won't have it. Not they, yours, I mean, I'm not this. crazy, right? They did that. They, I don't they know. They did. I, I vaguely remember that. Okay. Well. This, this is the original lineup. This is this is pretty pure yes, and I'm going to say, for me, this is the peak. I have, I'm very familiar, actually, with pretty well the entire yes discography. So, just correct me if I'm wrong, but the album they made after this was the one with Owner of a Lonely Heart on it, right? I don't think it was right after, was it? 90125 is the album you're yeah. talking about, but I, is it right after that? I, it's got to be within one or two This albums. comes out after Fragile, I believe, yeah. which w was uh, Roundabout. So, 
But let's let's uh, fact check this real quick here. Some Disney executive. Uh, no, yeah, they I, okayed that. Trust me, I I've been thinking. <laughs> yeah, no, nine one two five was it, next. That's what I thought. So they immediately turned into a disco band immediately after this. I can't oh, chase that. That. Oh, yeah. like this. We need to have Much this in our movie. <laughs> no more G force. <laughs> no more. I'm banning it. I think she go. had like a Latin accent too. Banned. I'm like a forum moderator I, on Nitwick Radio. Ban, ban. Banned. He's a Minecraft server moderator. All right, right and also, come on now. How how long ago did you think up that, yes, this is a Buggles album joke? That had to have at least been six, seven, eight hours before this show. Uh, it was before the show. Oh, yes. yeah. I could tell. That was that was cocky. Right, yeah. who, who's going to start? Who's starting? Yes, this is a Buggles <laughs> album. <laughs> I had to say it twice. I just I want all the credit for all jokes that I come. I want planned. people to think that I listen to stuff and I'm educated about stuff that I'm. I have never even heard a Buggles song. I don't know. I don't know what they are. Or so what nice. They do. You read that on some forum somewhere, huh? Yes. <laughs> well, no, I didn't comment. read the joke on some forum. I, yeah, yeah. You just I read knew that, that there were Buggles on this. I see. Which what a name, Buggles. <laughs> Now, speaking of band names, how about we start an emo band called the Sexy Hamster no. from G4? No, 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 I'm no, no. That would, too. That, at least yeah. a song title. That's strike two. At least a song title. As, a, as the forum moderator, that's strike two. Three strikes and you're out, bud. Off oh. the show. Three Sorry. strikes and you're off the show. All right, no more mentions. No more mentions. Everybody's I'm going to ask about that. that later. This is exactly what you think. New is. tattoos always appearing yeah, on our Wasn't our that? That was your last been, week. That's been here. I didn't notice it. Yep. Anyway. Is it uh, Is it the Dragon Force logo? I wish. Dragon no, Force I'm not is that so cool. Sick, dude. Is it I've, Final Fantasy, bro? It's Coheed. It's Coheed. Nobody it's goes Co- faster yeah. than Dragon Force. Nobody. Nobody, Nobody goes faster. faster. Dragon Force is so sick. Not bro. even yes. I If I were Dragon Force, I would be offended by... What Guitar Hero did to me. You guys have dodged. They used to be. They're not anymore. Herman what? Lee is like very in tune with like the clone hero community. It's bizarre. Don't what? ask. Yeah. Well, what do you mean by they used to be? What did they, they say? They're like, before? oh, these guys turned us into a meme. I'm like, well, you guys kind of are. Yeah. I mean, and now they're like, <laughs> like actually, show, they're like the, the sole hand. reason like, that we are like the biggest power metal band that's ever existed. Yeah. I mean, let's, no. let's be real. Like playing fast guitar over operatic vocals about. Being a knight during the Crusades, Guitar Hero, like that is a meme. Like <laughs> that should be Don't, gamified. Y'all, y'all's, you, y'all's dodging the yes problem pretty hard. I'm right not. Now. I'm ready to have it. I just don't want to go All right, first. Let Let's have you go first. That's evil. What you just did. Fine, I'll, I'll go first. There you Fine. Go. Sheesh. All right. Um. <sighs> the mixing was garbage. Yeah, I'm not even going to hit this from a production standpoint at oh. the moment. At the moment. I actually disagree. Uh, I Well, this is a remaster, too, so I don't know how yeah, the original so was. Yeah, so there's extra no excuse now. Well, well, I'm just saying, I don't know how the original was. <clears throat> but there's a, like, I don't know. It is it is not a bad album. It, it's got some interesting stuff throughout, but it's just kind of an aesthetic that I just don't click with very well. Like... I don't know. It's a little. Uh, how do I say it? It's just like a little wo- like wonky, like musically wonky kind of. And I just am not a huge fan of that sound. Well, what do you mean by musically wonky? That that 
I would think like that something. Honestly, I would think something like Mambo like, Number Six is musically wonky. Not Waffle yes. House. Okay, sitting at so, Yeah, <laughs> oh, so good. Okay, no, but let me be clear. Okay, <clears throat> this sounds like what Jordan Rudis would look to for inspiration. Probably did. And <laughs> and he honestly probably did. Basically, anything to do with Jordan Rudis, get me out of here. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I like. I think that there's some flavor here, though. There's some flavor. I think, there's there's I think, a couple cool... I think Jordan Rudis and the boys in Dream Theater took Prague to the logical extreme when they came out, especially. Yeah. They were like, oh, Rush thought they could do it? Wait till they hear what we can do. And and it was just <laughs> madness. This 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 right. feels... You, there's a lot of uh, dancing with the hobbits type feel to this movie. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. That's kind of what I'm saying. Mm. There's some Dancing with the Hobbits type vibe, and I don't know how much I like Dancing with the Hobbits in my music. Sometimes, maybe, I guess. I mean, I like... Like, okay, so as far as, like... Is it safe to call this a prog album, or yeah. is it yeah. not? Yeah, Okay, Absolutely. it is. All right, I was just going to make sure. So, as far as prog goes, the weird, like, you know running up and down scales and stuff. I can like it, but there's almost only one place where I like that. And it's modern EDM artists trying to make 80s synthwave music. That's like almost the only time I like it because they're doing it almost ironically. They're like using it aesthetically. And then when you're actually listening to the real deal, I'm kind of like, Oh, this is actually the real deal. And I just, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of it. It just feels like... See, but, okay. I, I And I, I hear you. I guess something I just want to bring to this conversation right out of the gate is it's like, you have to remember that commercialized music, I would say, like, massively commercialized music really is, like, like at a global level, it's Michael Jackson. So it's in the 80s, the late 80s. That's when this really starts to happen. So well, no, no, no. Before the Beatles. Then, the Beatles. But it, it it it's not the same. They weren't playing. It it wasn't. It still was not as big. It still was not as big. Like stadium show, the full performance effects, all that. The Beatles were like a rock band. I mean, rock hadn't existed. They were they were on the cutting edge of of popularizing rock. But still, I think you would be surprised to find that the Beatles likely played a lot of pretty small venues. Especially, you know, by the end of it, I'm sure that it had gotten bigger. But like. I think music truly commercialized right there at the end of the eighties. So we're we're in this area between like somewhere in probably the mid fifties, and I would say the heyday is into the seventies. This is nineteen eighty, so this is on the. But like this is a very experimental era with making rock music, like recording. People don't know what they're doing. They're just coming up with ideas and recording them, and they're still bands. Because synthesis isn't huge yet. So everything that they have to do is on a stringed instrument. So what is the weirdest thing you can do on a stringed instrument without having the idea of synthesis formalized? It's kind of some of what you're hearing them do. Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, I, underst I understand that. And I understand a why a lot of people are so attracted to this sound. Uh, again... I think I'm just, I am a little biased because I listened to so much prog metal when I was younger that at this point, prog just turns me off so fast. And uh, I, 
I don't know. Like, it, it's a it's a fine album. I'm not trying to come in and say it was a, it sucks. It doesn't suck. It's just not something I would probably turn on. I it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do disagree with you on that. I, I, really? I, I, let's yeah. hear. It, let's hear. It. <laughs> no, I, I, I legitimately. I'm curious. I legitimately like this album. Do you think? Yeah. Okay, is it is this purely sonically or is this musically as well? Because I'm curious. If, Both. Okay. Is it because it came out before 1991? Yes. <laughs> okay. No, it can't be. Come on. Well, but that's there why. has to be. That's no, why no, it no, sucks. No. Well, I'm not. I'm I was not, like, I was like interested in what you had to say and tell this bullcrap. No, no, no. Come I'm, on. I'm not interested. Don't, I'm not implying that there is a correlational reason to this album being bad and it being before 1991. I'm just saying that the reasons that I don't like this album are the same reason I don't like any album before 1991. Okay, and I, I have are... the exact same complaints. Let's hear it. The, the mixing is not good. It was designed for uh, kids in the 80s to get high in their college dorms for sure. and play on a vinyl record through one speaker. That's what this, is, this was designed for. It is not designed for modern speaker systems in which we have like these beautiful surround sound headphones, these car stereos. It is exclusively designed for those kids in that time period. And so even if it's remastered, their main decisions in the production, in the songwriting, in the instrumentation that don't hit. Why do I love an album like uh, whatever Steven Wilson's band is? Please help. Porcupine Tree. Porcupine Tree. Porcupine Tree sounds freaking awesome on modern speakers. Okay, but but like I happen to know that you like stuff by like, for example, Worst Party Ever. Right? Yeah. Okay. And that is literally like an iPhone mic. Yeah. So it can't just be the fact that it's mixed bad or sounds bad. Sure. Because there are times when you will give exceptions to bad sound. So are you saying that the sound is bad and it's not redeemable musically? Or what is it? It's an overlap of both, which is saying that in prog slash epic music, I think that instrumentation is secondary to atmosphere and emotion. And when you get an album like Emo that is supposed to sound like a dude recording on an iPhone mic, it's understandable because the iPhone mic is how I relate to that minute, intimate emotion. When I'm trying to relate to the sci-fi-inspired soundscapes of Yes album covers, do I think that mixing decisions that are less effective at utilizing the entire spectrum found in modern systems. Is that as forgivable? Uh, no. And, and let me be clear here. When I say the album sucks, remember that um, subjectivity is always implied. It's 100% implied. I understand that other people really like this album for a number of reasons. But I, I do want to outline. When something is meant to feel epic and it sounds like this, it doesn't sound epic. It sounds goofy. And on top of okay, that, but let's okay. talk about these hey, wait, dancing wait, 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 with wait. the hobbits moments. I have to. I, 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 <laughs> yes, I, I, yeah, yeah. Okay, wait. Please. I have something to say about both. But first, okay. for, first. I've, to be clear, I don't like how Primus sounds either. You, this has to be <laughs> that. Like when you're talking about epic music, am I putting it in air quotes? Mm-hmm. It had to be created, right? Like somebody had to come up with the idea. And this, I'm not going to say yes is the first, but I'm saying that they're pretty early in the game. 
and like they they just didn't they didn't know what they were making. You're you're not wrong though. It clearly it feels psychedelic inspired. Like the first song has moments that sound like a good trip and then like a bad trip or something. They have all kinds of uh, that's in there, but like they they're clearly like making up the sound, so they don't have yeah, so coheed or something huge to just throw on and then go. Oh yeah, now I'm inspired. Oh yeah, oh, to make now this. I know exactly. How it- they sit in a room. No, no, no. And they're they are coming up with this crap. Let me be intensely clear here. I do not mean to disrespect what these guys accomplished as in terms of laying the groundwork for bands and sounds that I legitimately like. I do not mean to say that the hard work that they put in right here, defining a sound that didn't really exist yet, wasn't valuable to the music scene and ultimately produced some things that I really like, I really identify with, and I get tattoos of. What I am saying is that listening to this in the car, it sounds really cheap and it sounds really thin. And a lot of the musical decisions are a little goofy, are a little happy-go-lucky, and some of them seem poorly conceived. Let's talk about this. I asked my lover to give me shelter, and instead she gave me dreams. Let's talk about that for a moment. I am a camera. I mean... I am a camera? That's poetic. Okay, those are lyrics, I guess. Let's talk about man in a white car. Man in a white car. (laughs) And just appreciate for a moment that even though they were on their own and they were making this up along the way, a lot of this stuff still sounds goofy. Okay, but part, okay, now I have to interject one more time though. Yeah. At this time, they weren't allowed to say a lot of what they might have, they didn't have the freedom because like a lot of times labels were very much in their business. And so it was kind of like, well, we have this epic idea about this, whoa, whoa, but whoa. the record label doesn't believe that that's a- nothing, nothing about that particular restriction, which I think can lead to great music means that you need to chop up the word shelter into 17 distinct syllables. That uh, is where that okay, is emblematic I mean, of where I draw the line. I, I think that th- this uh, specifically when you're getting to lyrical stuff, I don't know. I. I didn't really care for the lyrics at all. Mm. I didn't even hardly listen to them. They, I think the only thing I even noticed was man in a car and I am a camera. That's like all I noticed. I mean, he was a camera. He, he didn't stop hey, telling us. I gave the man. He I, never stopped. Hey, I give it to the man. He was a camera. But I I don't know. I guess it's just that I, I do agree with you in that it's that feeling of like, I don't know, like musically, like that, sh- uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. like I, just that type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, I just, I, I do get a little confused on why people get so attracted to it. I, I, it just doesn't. It's not attractive to me. I think what the appeal is is either being alive during that time or being really, really into the history of frog and guitar for whatever reason if you if you were alive during the time and you were there while they were creating the sound you could be like oh whoa this this just came out of nowhere this is amazing and at that time it probably was yeah that full yeah. stop say that you're really into learning uh like 80s 90s glam rock guitar solos or metal guitar solos right say you're like steven wilson from porcupine tree and you see this rich heritage 
unfold that brought you to the place that you're at and you see what it took for guys like how for um wakeman for who i guess are not on this album (laughs) or bruford i guess i don't know who i'm talking about really i think i got this all from rate your music i think he was but (laughs) but when you are categorically into this those things you forgive it for the exact same reasons that i forgive bad mixing decisions on midwest emo albums because I categorically like the medium, because I'm interested in it. Yeah, I don't I, think it is that interesting to somebody who has no investment outside of it, though. I don't think it has crossover okay. appeal. I, I think that this is—I mean, this is just a universal principle, though. It's just like like what you're explaining is true, but that's how it is with almost any genre. No, like, because I do think there are some. There's certainly a distinction, and at this point, we have to talk about general consensus level, right? We have to talk about albums that are both considered to be the absolute best in their genre by fans of the genre and albums that prove to be a crossover hit. Take something like um, American Football, right? Ended up kind of being both. Ended up being a favorite of people who like the genre. And it also ended up having a lot of appeal to people who don't typically listen to that type of stuff, especially when it became a meme of... (laughs) A number of years later. But there are also specific albums, specific sounds that get so popular in their own genre that when they start to cross over into people who would not be categorically interested into it, all of a sudden the ratings go down because like me, they listen to it and they say, there's nothing here for me. Whereas there are albums that get really far with their own genre or don't get really far with their own genre, but cross over and somebody like me could listen to it and be like, this has a ton of things that I categorically care about Kay. and has these sounds. Right, I, need, I need to just say one thing and then we got to hear Cody's take. Uh, what, I, what I would just say is that for me, I actually don't like you using the word epic music just sums it up. I actually, if music gets too big, for it, uh, it turns me off pretty quick. And so for me, this is almost like a prog from the angles uh, from the angle of 1960s rock, like the Beatles. It's like the Beatles wrote a prog album. Yeah, yeah. but I don't like the Beatles. I, I know, but so. then, I, what I'm saying is, I think that there is appeal to the Beatles. I personally like this angle of prog at this point because yeah. it, it's largely a pop song with prog elements, and it works for me. But and, and all I'm gonna say is. To wrap it up, it didn't have guitar tones that I liked. It didn't have singing styles or lyrics that I liked. You don't you don't like dancing. It with didn't the really have song structures that interested me or musical decisions that interested me. At, at and the- if you if you want me to like kowtow to saying it's historically important, I understand why people see appeal in it. I will. No, I'll da- readily if, if Damon that. was here, Damon would be like, no. Yeah. No. You but, don't have to but say But let's that. be clear. Rip Damon. Like, Rip. Rip Damon. I don't think that the album is interesting. I also, I have to echo the guitar tones thing because with prog, at least modern prog, you at least get some fat riffs every once in a while. And there were no fat riffs in oh, here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it when you're a prog song you're like he's like i'm gonna play this for eight minutes and you're like keep going prog doesn't have riffs for like 10 more years after this album comes out and like i love prog at this point like when this album came out so bands like yes gentle giant caravan camel king crimson things like that like i love all that stuff 
there's no riffs. It, it's a lot of dudes that were doing a lot of drugs and they're like, man, we can make some cool stuff while we're on this. <laughs> and we got a lot of awesome albums. And I think I kind of fall under like the, I like the history of Prague. Cause I'll go right back to like the very first King Crimson album. I'm like, yeah, old Pink Floyd from the sixties. I'm in, I'm sold. This album is, I like it a lot for one, but I was, it's perfect. I was playing the all time great game, American truck simulator last night. <laughs> I was driving some furniture from Ogden to Vernal and uh, <laughs> I popped this album on because for whatever reason, the radios weren't working. There's, you can like put in uh, like iHeart radio streams onto oh. it. Um, Sorry. There's it's that in like custom radio stations. So I've got like a bunch of like Russian oh. like trance stations, but for yeah. whatever reason it just wasn't working last night. It's like, all right, whatever. I have two monitors and a super beefy computer. I'll just turn on Spotify. <laughs> so Oh, you weren't actually driving. No, I don't have a CDL. Um, oh. he's playing the greatest literally you playing a simulator. Uh, said, I was I was like, that's hilarious to refer to like a moving thing that you did as a tr- American <laughs> no, 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 no. truck simulator. Like, I was literally playing the game. Oh, okay. Truck simulator I thought Steam. I thought it would be funny if I like moved somewhere. I was like, so I was playing truck simulator yesterday. <laughs> I wish, but I put this on and like it was perfect for that. Yeah. And the one band I can think of that like has a comparable trajectory that's around this time too is Rush. And Pink Floyd kind of too, because Pink Floyd releases The Wall around this time. Rush releases Moving Pictures. Pink Floyd after The Wall, you know, it gets a little odd. Uh, Rush after this, or after Moving Pictures releases Signals in 1982. And that's a great album, but then it gets a little weird. Yes, after this releases 90125 or whatever it is, which is just a pop disco album. Literally a disco album. And it's got one song on it and I there's not a single yes album after drama I've ever listened to except for that one song because I just I don't care <laughs> and I, I of a lonely heart though I mean that's a, it's a good track that's the only good track on the whole album yeah. but I just I like this album but you can definitely see where they're headed like yeah. going after this there's a lot of synth on it which is fine but I was like, man, you know, it's like old school though. Yeah. It's like, the so people haven't really figured out what they're doing with synth yet. They yep. just have access yep. to it, which is fine. Cause I mean, at some point someone did that with guitar too. So yeah. it's fine with me. I like the album for what it is though, but it definitely doesn't hit the same vibe as like closer to the edge or fragile. Fragile is big. Fragile is really cool. Like some that that first track, I don't know. It might be. I think it's called "Long Distance Runaround." When they play the same segment, like at five different or three different speeds, that's pretty cool. They were talented musicians. That's sick. You, you sit there and you guys might scoff at it. That's tight. No, it really is. That's a good song. I mean, technically, it's technically tight, right? It's but, literally technically tight, but it's also just <laughs> sick. Like I straight up think it's cool. I, I really like it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, actually do. I guess it's just for me. It's just like technicality is not an element. It's not just that for, for me, me because, like, I think that. Well, they, I okay, I lie. I think it is. But they are close enough to the hippie movement and the culture that came with that, where you have they're writing like '60s, '70s pop songs, and then discovering Prague yeah, on I, the I side. Hate '60s, '70s pop songs. I, I, they're I, terrible. I think, I think they're pretty cool. Shake I, it off by Taylor Swift. Now that's a banger. If people were writing prog versions of Shake It Off by Taylor Swift, I'd I like probably that. find some metalcore version of it on YouTube. I'm That's down for terrible. that. I really <laughs> like I really like Let It Be. That's about it. <laughs> I don't mean to hijack the prog fans discussion. I just 
when you two agree that them pay- playing the same riff at three different speeds is tight. You need to hear I, it. I'm just like. You need to hear it. If you were in that studio, you would be like. No, Freak. no. Then I'm like, played at yep, six different speeds, this and I'd is be like, the appeal. I'm in. This is <laughs> all of these. I'm not like dabbing on people. I'm just saying, like, yup, that's the appeal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, so and then to answer to your flat mix thing, I like a lot of. I used to say what you just said. I did. I used to go. I can't listen to the Beatles because it's just not listenable because of the quality of the recording. But then. You go to a few live shows and then it flips my head around because it they were thinking of recording again what I was trying to say about recording still being relatively new like they were approaching studio recordings more like a live type like it's and you're going to hate this but it's it is bands like Queen that start pushing the limits of what's possible in a studio and doing single track and multi track and going crazy that turns into what we have now but like these types of bands, it's more like live studio sessions that they're doing. And that's pretty freaking cool that they're, you know what I'm saying? Like, And, and so when I hear it, that's the ears I hear it I with. I also would like to reiterate, like a lot of these things where they are mixed for like mono sound systems, like Steven Wilson has been doing some awesome stuff for like the last 15 years, taking like these old albums and putting them in like 5.1 surround. Mm. Sounds so good. He's done some King Crimson albums, some Tears for Fears albums, uh, like Camel, Caravan, a lot of the old like, oh, Yeah, that's bands. the band that you would reference. Yeah. I guess I have a live component to my ear when I'm listening to music, and I, I put myself at that concert, especially in its time. Yes would have been a pretty cool show. Yeah. That, that's I actually saw Yes, to... too. I did. Thank you, Queen, for discovering that you could go boom, boom, clap in the studio. <laughs> Guys, put wait. some respect on <laughs> Those first four Queen albums are great. Oh I, I, gosh, I do, do got to say, news I, of the world so. Great. I do got to say this. Okay, that isn't necessarily the argument I'm trying to make here. <laughs> All right, I got. I, I feel like we ge- fell to infighting. <laughs> I felt like generally I agree, I line up with Logan a lot on this, but like I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. Oh, good job for discovering it. That just sounds like uh, Damon. Tension. It, it sounds like pretension. Yeah, and so yeah, I definitely separate from that, but. I just think generally this sound is just not... It doesn't click with me very well. Uh, I yeah, because think... it's boring compared to what we have now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, little ADHD sugar baby needs 808s in every song to no. feel something in no, his no. cold, frozen no, no. heart. Hang on. No, let's be clear. Yeah. Let's be clear. I'm obsessed with 808s as, yeah. as well. Like, I, let's I, be clear. I am too. That's the thing. Let's be clear. I am not. <laughs> but... um. I, I just I think that like sure you could hit it from the historical aspect, but um. But it's beyond that. It's like it's cool. It really is cool. I mean, to me, it is. I mean, like, but not really though. I, like, it's like cool is up to it, that is is subjective, and, and oh, I think that it is. I but. think that it's. Uh, I mean, it was an interesting experience, yeah. but it wasn't super great. So, I, so I meet some girl at the club, right? Yeah. She's gorgeous. She's a knockout. Yes, right? drama. And I'm saying, I'm gonna go show her some. King oh my Crimson god! Albums. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta show her something cool, so that way she'll be interested in me, right? So there in the club, I take off my backpack, which I brought into the club. I unbutton the two buttons on the front of my backpack, and I unzip my old Lenovo ThinkPad, and I say, "Sup, girl? I refurbish the battery on this bad boy." Oh, but that isn't even it. I click open the screen. Yes, 
that's a custom Arch Linux rice. I themed it after Vaporwave. And I'm like, yeah, she's gonna she's gonna like this. And I say, hey, 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 you hey, notice hey. that keyboard layout? Oh, this isn't your mama's QWERTY. This is Dvorak. You see, I pride myself on doing difficult things that are cool. <laughs> oh, cringe. I don't know where this I is think, going. I think, I think <laughs> that's Co- the end of the story. Cody, Cody wanting to show somebody some King Crimson records legitimately is pretty hardcore, is all I'm going to say. I remember that's when I was in eighth grade. There was this girl I knew, and she was really into Coheed, and I carved the key work in the wall next to her locker. Oh, that's hard. Eighth grade was the time. I'm starting to feel like Damon right now. Like, I feel like... Like Damon is like possessing my body. It's because he's dead. Because, it's, he's dead. Because what it's I'm about, ghost. what I was gonna say is like, do people really like this old stuff? Yes. I know I'm Damon right now, but like, I just sometimes Damon likes some, old stuff too. Sometimes I just wonder what more the more is. Yeah, he's like a legitimate I, Beatles. But, but I saw his data, or he, he was a legitimate Beatles fan. Sorry, but, but sometimes I just wonder, like, if I were to like put it on a scale, mm-hmm. like the scale of justice, you know, like. The old like Greek one on the center point. Yeah. How much of it is just like, oh, I listen to cool old stuff that you don't, versus it actually love the music. You know what I'm, I'm on saying? both sides. Because I, I I just have to wonder. <laughs> yeah. I just have to wonder. You that. gotta wonder. Yeah. Because it doesn't like sound good. <laughs> like no, I, I don't mean to, that's why I'm like okay. You probably meet one of these I two like, criteria I if like, you like this album because I can't imagine pulling in some random high schooler off the street and being like, bro, this is so cool, isn't it? And like the only experience he has is our Taylor Swift and Kendrick Lamar and I'm shoving a yes album in his face. I mean like, bro, this is so cool, isn't it? I'm going to throw some Curtis Mayfield at that boy. <laughs> He's coming out learned. That's all I'm saying. I. It's not cool in the same way, but it, it is cool. Yeah, because you're into those things. No, I'm actually really, that make it I'm categorically actually, appealing. Uh, admittedly, I probably run on quite a bit of steam of nostalgia. Like I, I started this off with, that's the second album I ever bought. That's the reason I listen to terrible Lil Wayne songs. I grew up with them. I, yeah, I, th- I think he also made I, a lot of good ones. I think that that's might true. be part of it, but then also I can't deny that there's just I don't know. I I love demo tape music. I love Jack White's general philosophy, and it just feels like the limitation was so constricting at the time that these guys made music that I like what they're pulling off considering the type of constriction they would have been under. And and maybe that's me going historical, but I don't really view it that way. I just view the sermon of the songs they're writing is just kind of like, wow, like we made this happen. And it's like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, if Drake came out tomorrow and was like, I'm doing a bagpipes album, I'd be like, uh, and he says, I'm not going to sing. There's going to be no other instruments. It's just going to be me, Drake, playing bagpipes <laughs> for 47 minutes. A lot of people are going to buy that. <laughs> I, but really I'd even Celtic listen punk. to it. <laughs> All right, we got to move on. <laughs> but there was a Nitwick Talks, yes. I think we should move to First off, worst band name in history. Actually, this is my least favorite band name that in history. One, that last album you did was it the Shags? The Shags. Just saying. I, I didn't say worst <laughs> band. I said worst band name. I know there has never been a name <laughs> that has flubbed so many SEO uh, points. I, well, okay, if we're just talking SEO, SEO, who cared yeah. in nineteen? So what are you going to say? <laughs> exactly. say? Uh, yeah, I was. I was up there listening. To yes, no. you were what? I was yeah. listening. To yes. 
<laughs> you were what? No, I, I get <laughs> you. You're but like saying like IRL SEO. Who cares? I do think it's like 1968, man. These people are like computers. What's that? Are you uh, listening? Yes. What? Yeah, bro. Hey, I'm just <laughs> listening. Cody, to yes, Cody's speaking truth over here. You're, though. you're out there at like the local record store. The dude behind the counter is just in a different universe, <laughs> and you're like, he's like, hey, man, you ever listen to Yes? And then you walk over and you flip through the records and you find this one. It's the first. Oh, they're actually called Yes. You're like, that's (laughs) sick. And you go home and you listen to it and your mom thinks you're a Satanist. That's how it goes. Man, the fact that that people thought this was Satanist. It's so sick. I wish it still was like that. (laughs) Like if somebody called, like, I'm listening to Rush, like, you're Satanic. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I am. You know now, what? <laughs> now kids be like listening to little people who's like, I summoned the devil and then I killed myself. And they're like, ah, it's fine. Go play Call of Duty, Billy. <laughs> Times have changed. But no, uh, yeah. All right. Whole nother conversation later. But bop, bop, speed round. Music that's too drug inspired too starts to get a little annoying to me. But yeah, that, yeah. Whole, whole nother conversation for a whole nother time. Uh, All right. Uh, my bop this week is Wheeze by Little Tyrant. Um, this is just straight up, literally, again, uh, a kid on an iPhone mic with an acoustic guitar. Um, it is actually the singer of Panucci's Pizza. Oh. He did a little solo project called Little Tyrant, and I have gone and found like every single project he's been a part of. He's done like four different projects. Yeah. He did Panucci's, he did Jank, he did... Uh, oh, he's Jank? He's the singer of Jank. And he did Little Tyrant, and he did another one called The City of Exilius. Anyways, um, Wheeze is a very good song. Just those lyrics are just hitting perfect. Um, he closes out the song with kind of this repeated, uh, I don't know what to call it, but it, it's just like the lyrics are so good, and it's just got this happy but also kind of melancholy vibe to it. It's just so good. So I've been listening to that a lot this week. I uh, That was my top track, according to Last FM. So oh. that's it. Wheeze, Little Tyrant. Let's talk about actually good metal music. Let's talk about that good stuff. Mm. I know you've been listening here. You're like, all right, Logan, so you can talk smack. You can talk big game about not liking this type of music. So why don't you give us the real sauce? Okay, you asked. (laughs) Let me introduce you to a band called Poison the Well. (laughs) Those guys knew what metal was. (laughs) I'm listening. You want to talk about cool riffs? I'm talking insane triplets over emotional screamed lyrics. I'm talking song structures that never repeat. I'm talking guitar riffs that will have you grooving and stick in your head while you're at church. That's how good they are. (laughs) To Mandate Heaven, Off the Opposite of December, Poison the Well. I'm going to try them this week. I've wanted to try them forever, but it's time. I mean, what can you say about a band that literally started noun the verb, or verb the noun? Yeah, you're right. Verb the noun is to be... Re- well, the poison. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You got it right. <laughs> yeah. We got there. Verb the noun. Verb the noun. All right, Cody. All right, quick question. You ever listen to Renounced? By... That's a band. No. Go listen to their album, The Melancholy We Ache. Okay. It's Poison the Well Worship from the UK. Okay, hold up. Hold up. But anyway... <laughs> I mean, it's from the UK, but... 
It's okay. Dude, what if he gets on oh there? He's just like... Oh, my. Melancholy what? Melancholy. Uh, the melancholy we ache. Um. Anyway, new Iron Maiden album came out last week. You already know it's pretty much the only thing I've been listening to, except for Mr. Bungle. And uh, Mr. Bungle's great. Yeah. The track, Hell on Earth, from the new album, Sinjutsu. I saw that Drake and Iron Maiden were... were there, there's your music news. They're fighting for number one. Oh, is the, that so? Yeah. I hope Iron Maiden wins. I hope um, Iron Maiden wins too. <laughs> CLB certified mid. Yeah, you said whole lot of mid as well. <laughs> All right, and now you love that album, so don't. I know, but I saw the Iron Maiden Jake, in that game. The album cover is I know, well, I know, pregnant I, women emoji. I saw it's it. Trash. I saw if it. Anybody other than Drake himself made that album cover. If any money changed hands over that album cover it deserves to be burned it did whoever approved that deserves to be fired unless drake sat there literally with photoshop after 40 and future brought him a ton of cool experimental album covers that involve him once again looking wistfully at all his riches after after he disapproved six other ones and he was like yo but I'm, i just made this could we use this? And one of them was just like, sure, Drake, if it'll get you to shut up. That is the only way that this album cover is acceptable. It's, it's, my, uh, it's symbolic, dude. My bop of the week. It's symbolic. My bop apostles. of the week. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> we got to nip that one in the bud right there. Let's just. <laughs> all right. All right. My bop of the My goodness. Um, it's, it's one of those artists that, you know, you don't say that you like or listen to too much out out loud, but, uh, I don't, you probably haven't even heard of him. Also sick. Civil Twilight. Have you heard of him? They played Twilight once. So Civil Twilight, (laughs) uh, every once in a while makes resurgence and they write good stuff in my opinion, but you know, it's not for everyone. Um... The song "Please Don't Find Me" it's a pretty good song. It uh, kind of has half of it, just this melancholic, you know, the song name "Please Don't Find Me," and then at the end, it just kind of slams into this um, pretty nice. I'm gonna say Pink Floyd esque, like Dark Side of the Moon style, just chilled out vibe for a minute, and then it just fades out. And you're like, why did they even do that? That's really out of character you like for this him. Band? Well, just typically, a lot of their stuff gets a little uh, piano band adjacent, I would say. But then everyone, but then what's ha- wrong with piano band? I just, I personally don't like it. I think oh. it sounds like Clear Channel Radio music, or mm. excuse me, iHeart Radio is what that is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 <laughs> Mumford does, and that Sons. does fit. But then every once in a while, they they really do hit something where you're like, oh, they wrote a good song there. Mm. So anyway, that's it. Righteous. <laughs> 